Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, it's Becky. On this quick shot of romance, Duchess Katie and Lady Sadie are joining us for a special Corset and Crowned edition. We hope you're enjoying our Corset and Crown editions of the podcast. Please make sure you leave a review wherever you get your podcast. And happy listening! Hello, and welcome to another episode of Corset and Crown. I am Lady Sadie, also known as Literary Illusions. And with me is, as always, Duchess Katie, also known as Books to Katie. Say hello! Hi, everybody! Hi, Sadie! <clears throat> So we are switching it up a little bit this time. (laughs) Are we ever? (laughs) We are reading anti-heroes and anti-heroines for November, um, which is a personal favorite of mine. Not necessarily Katie, but not only that, but we are reading probably the oldest book we featured so far. um, And it was published September 5th, 2000. So would you like to tell us all about By Possession by Madeline Hunter? Yes. All right. So this synopsis is from Goodreads. A common lady. For years, she had thought he was dead. Yet when Addis de Valence strode into Moira Faulkner's cottage, there was no mistaking the sharp planes of his face and the scar she herself had helped to heal. The young squire who had once been her hero was now her lord, a hardened man who returned to claim the son she had raised as her own. But Moira couldn't deny that Addis roused a passion she never thought to feel and a perilous hope for a future that could never be. An uncommon love. Addis returned from the Crusades to find his lands usurped by his stepbrother and his country on the brink of rebellion. Determined to reclaim his birthright, Addis could not afford to be distracted by a woman, even one as tempting as Moira. Yet the only living part of his contented past lay Moira, and his desire for her was more dangerous than his deadly battles with the king's men. By law, Moira belonged to him, but possessing her heart might be far more difficult. Yeah. So this is a lot. It's a it's a hefty one. Um, it is. This is also, I think, maybe the third, fourth medieval book I've ever read. I have not read a lot of medieval books. Um, one, because we might have talked about this before. I'm very uncomfortable with people's level of bathing pre-Georgian era. <laughs> I mean, did they mention it? Oh, I think there's like one, two times like, in this. Like two bats in this whole yeah, thing. And it's just very stressful to me. All yes. I can, and they get really hurt multiple times, which really just stresses me out how unsafe yes. everything is. But uh, this was a heck of a story. Woo! And there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot happening, like a lot of, a lot of tropes and a lot of, yeah. um, you know, so like some of them, even as we mentioned, anti-hero, this is kind of an enemies to lovers, but I discussed with our friend Gigi that it's more of a friends to lovers than it actually is enemies. It's a little bit, it's hard to explain and forbidden love let's just get that out there too there's a lot of forbidden love and it's definitely like we know i'm not a i'm not a fan of the enemies to lovers by nature um and so the beginning was a little hard for me but i will agree it's it starts as a little bit of enemies to lovers but really it's more misunderstanding and then very quickly becomes friends to lovers but it is forbidden love all the way through and Uh more than once i was like this i don't know how this works out (laughs) exactly I kept thinking the entire time I was like am I not am I gonna only get a happily for now from this like I I was I was really worried I was really worried 
and honestly, I, you know, that, that fits in the criteria of a romance, but I was like, after all of this and all of this between them, I was like, that will not leave me satisfied. I think at this time. If, if they ended up not together in some legal way by the end, I was good. I'm pissed. He was going to hear from me. Yes. And that's the other thing too. Like, this is one of Gigi's favorite books. So I'm like, okay, this must, this must it work must in some way <laughs> because, all right. Anyway, let's, let's actually talk about, you know, more, <laughs> more stuff instead of just right. being like, okay. So steam level. This was interesting to me. I think this had one of the most natural progressions of intimacy I've seen in a medieval romance. And part of what I don't love about medieval romance is the power dynamics are really hard for me. Yes. Um, But there is no dubious consent. I really worried around page 200 if it was going to be dubious consent. Mm -hmm. But there is not. Right. But there is still steam. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, and it felt so, it was crazy to me. I, I would put this kind of like, maybe at like a three, three, four, because when it popped, as Becky and Leah say, when it popped off, it popped off. Like they weren't, and, and it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't so um, explicit, I guess. And I, I don't, yes. like, I don't want to use that. Like- it's like, it's sexy and sensual. It's not like so blatantly obvious about all the details about what they're doing. It's a but, boys to men song, not a ludicrous song. Yes, that is a perfect, that is a perfect uh, metaphor here um, between Moira and Addis. Like that it's, it's very much like, yes, I'm down on bended knee kind of situation yeah. instead of what's your fantasy, you know? Yeah. Um, and I found myself like mo- more than halfway through the book being like, what the hell? Where is this? Where is, where, when are they going to, when are they going to do it? And then, but the, the story of it did not lend to that. It would have not, I probably would have ended up hating it if they had, if they had both, you know, banged it out before they did. Fornicated, you know? as they kept saying. Yes. Fornicating. Phallus. Phallus. I, <laughs> I highlighted that because I was like, what? This is the first time I've legit run into the word phallus used. Um, I mean. do love it, but it's fine. You know what? It, it's it's a little jarring because like even in when we read Elizabeth Hoyt earlier this year, and I was like, she just was like straight up penis. Like she that's what she said. She's <laughs> not messing around. She's she's like she's like Miss Bev. She's like, how many different ways can we say dick? Let's just yeah. keep going. Like, Come on. Say it and move on. Let's go. Yes, exactly. Um, but I and I don't want to take away what you said about what it, okay. it being a okay. medieval I'll, I, version. I'll get it out of the way. So yes. about page 218, I want to say, I straight up had an epiphany about this book. And it <laughs> is that this is the medieval version of Managed by Kristen Callahan. Yes. Like it is. And, this is like the way he finds peace near her, the way he can't sleep without her around. Uh-huh. The way that it's kind of forbidden, there's a little bit of an age gap. He's definitely a grump. Like, oh yeah, this is medieval managed, mm-hmm. and I won't be taking other input on that at this time. <laughs> yes, and I think it's so accurate because I mean, truly throughout, like even pretty early on when he he when they go get Brian from and her from her home, 
he says something about this calmness and this peace that he feels even when she's just in the room like she's she's pissed she is annoyed she's like i am supposed to be free and here you are having me in you know the bonds of servitude to you again um and but he's like i don't really care because i feel calm when you're here even when you're pissed at me and I'm like, if that isn't Scotty, I don't know what is because he's just like pushing at every turn. Um, but we're not here to talk about manners. That's another great book and I will forever love it. So anyways. All right, let's um, break it down by character because there's actually, weirdly, three characters I want to talk about. First okay. is Addis. We got to talk about Addis. Yes. What do we think about Addis? <laughs> okay, I did not think he was actually as big of an anti-hero as I had anticipated. And as he started out to be, because he yeah. was, his, he's, I mean, the, the title of the book is By Possession. So you can kind of glean some some knowledge from that and knowing that he's kind of an, he sounds like an entitled prick, you know, and he refuses to let her be free, even though there is evidence supporting that she is. Um, but he's like, no, no, no. I'm not going to force you to do anything. I'm not going to, you know, sexually, you know, but I am not going to let you be free. You are going to be here and cater to my every whim. And I think it was just like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I feel like a, a traitor for loving him as much as I did. <laughs> Cause I'm like, this should not work for me at all. Oh my gosh. Um, what about so you? I what did you he's think? Definitely, he's a, definitely an anti-hero for me because he literally uh, just, well, he's more of an alpha hole, I guess, than an yeah. anti-hero. He just, yeah. he's going to do what he's going to do and you just have to deal with it. And yeah. he's so funny about Moira because like literally the entire world is burning down around him. He's being usurped. He might be disowned. He's like literally broke. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got nothing. He's like, but this redhead. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. He's because he's sort of a Darcy and that he doesn't, he, he could explain what he means, but instead he's just like, no, you're not leaving. Not sorry. I'm in love with you. And I know you're who helped me heal. Just no, you're coming to London with me. (laughs) Like, I was like, yeah, all right. no context no communication mm-hmm. um, and usually that would drive me crazy but I don't know it kind of worked maybe it's because Somehow. he just didn't communicate with anybody yeah like, that's true she was only space to be soft and I I did love that part um okay Moira let's talk Moira I like I loved her I, I loved her she is so like strong in her I mean, they kept, everybody kept talking about how her pride and, mm-hmm. and I her think honesty and her honesty, like, she's just kind of like, all right, yeah, fine. Boss me around, but there are certain things you will never take from me. And, you know, she held true to that. And I think that I, I, she was so brave in that she knew what could happen under basically any other Lord you know? Yeah. And she was so keen to know because of like her mother's position with the Lord of the house being his mistress, but there was true love there. And everyone was expecting her to just be like, well, you should love it too. Like he's going to 
dress you in finery. He's going to, you're going to have all this money and you're, you know, whatever. And she's like, yes, my mother was in love with her keeper basically, but Mm -hmm. everybody knew the truth about her. So Mm -hmm. she had to, she had that knowledge going in and wasn't, she was not wearing rose colored glasses. And I love that. And she was smart. She's resourceful. She did some stupid shit, but (laughs) (laughs) she, she did call herself on it specifically when she got arrested. This is going to be so much worse than I thought it was. Yeah, buddy. What did you think? What did you think? (laughs) I mean, Um, yeah, but her, her she stuck to what her position was she's like I will not be your mistress I will not watch you marry someone else and stay in my own tower I will not do that I cannot and she didn't stop like she just Mm -mm. was so honest and so kind Mm -hmm. and when he needed someone to tell him he's being an asshole she told him she told him Mm -hmm. and she's just I really loved her when Reese came around. Yeah. And so the, I got to mention Reese. First of all, there's a lot of, Re- like, there's a lot of Gabriels in historic romance, but I've decided the second most popular name is Reese. Yes. There's a lot and of Reese's in romance. I wanted to, I really wanted to have more feeling about him. I think he was just like, he was just as self-aware as her. Like, yes. he's not stupid. He's not going to waste his time. Cause like, he's also like, he's kind of like a little bit of helpless romantic. Like he doesn't yes. expect a love match right away, but he wants it to grow. And he knows damn well that that will probably never happen with Moira. And he, and he was like, you don't want me either. You mm-hmm. don't. And I love that he didn't push her about that, but yeah. that he was like, I didn't say I wanted to marry for love, but I don't think I can be with someone who's in love with someone else. With somebody else. And that was so intense for me that I uh, was like, oh my God, is this the end of Reese? Because I was real worried, but it's not. Yeah. It's a sequel. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm very excited about that because he uh, he kind of fascinated me. He was so mm-hmm. self, he was so self-aware. He's really hardworking. Um, he's got that sort of like sweet soul. Um, but at the same time, like he's wildly aware how unfair the world is to him. And mm-hmm. he is not gonna let it be that way. And I, right. I like that. But let's get back to Moira and Addis, who are the main point of this. Yes. So I think there was one part um, when he was kind of essentially trying to give her like the the absolute ultimate ultimatum about her future with him and what she said she's like I will love I will love you forever for asking and that's when I was like okay this is it like he knew the abs like the only thing he could possibly do to hopefully possibly change her mind he shoot he you know he took a shot and she was like no bro I don't think so. I still don't think that this is going to work out the way that you think it's going to work out. But like, maybe we just have some fun for the time being until shit hits the fan with the king and his puppets or his puppet masters, I should say. Um, And because she, at that point, she was like, I'm so sick of and tired of trying to fight 
this attraction and this love that I have for you, but I know damn well how this is going to end up for me because I watched it happen to my mother, but I'm going to enjoy it while they're, while we're in this limbo. Like we're, yeah. we're literally in purgatory right now. So let's go for it. Let's just do the thing. And I just think that that on the page you see, I, I feel like Mara is already very well fleshed out and a, a fully formed character. Whereas Addis, who has had this huge, insane backstory in life. Which you really don't unpack until later much later you really like, don't like Addis is sort of an enigma mm-hmm. for much of the story to me mm-hmm. and I think that um that alone showed his growth as a character and kind of put him in much better graces with me as a reader who doesn't typically like characters like him you know and loves people like Moira and is like all right girl do your thing but with him I was like okay He's pulled out all the stops. He's doing all the things that could possibly earn her favor, but not in a forceful way. Yeah. You know, so. I I do think my favorite Addis moment, other than the very end, when yeah. I just melted a little bit. Yeah. Um, is when he goes and gets her at Reese's house and he's like, come with me. And he won't tell her why, because why would we communicate? Um, and he... <laughs> And he gives her up essentially mm-hmm. and gives her what she wants, what she's been asking for that in no way benefits him. He loses everything if yeah. he gives her up. And he realizes that what had been done to him when he was a prisoner of war after the crusades with euphemia, his yeah, like previous girlfriend there. Yeah. Um, she, um, she was like, I had had to give up Addis. And so when Addis realized he had to do the same thing, I cried because it was so intense for me because he he's fighting this war for something that he doesn't really think he cares about anymore. And the only thing he wants from it, he can't get if he mm-hmm. wins and it's so intense like at one point I was just like why don't we just lie and make up a title for her like can't we just lie yeah there's no DNA testing either <laughs> <laughs> I mean seriously though. but it was so it was so hard because so often it for forbidden love to work for me I'm like okay but is it really forbidden or is it just annoying to people like this was yeah. really forbidden this was forbidden yes by law by the church Mm-hmm. And so it was the the stakes were high all the mm-hmm. way through. Oh yeah, this is not a soft story, friends. Don't go into this for a soft story. No, and there should be like we should warn people that you know this this takes place in the 1300s, and you know um, there is quite a lot of mention of like wounds and fighting and what they used to do to prisoners and even people who were not prisoners and just yes spoke and a up. lot of discussions of sexual coercion not by Addis. Addis um, is a better man than that but mm-hmm. um, there are scenes where she is assumed to be a whore and is treated really really horrifically and yes. there is a lot of language around that that is very medieval it's very period appropriate but just be ready for it yeah but there and, is no dubious consent like it's no one's bodice is being ripped against their will 
she's not even being coerced to the point of like give it up because you're feeling so much pleasure like he yeah he stops himself every time and yeah. even though she's kind of like starting to want to go further with him but he realizes that he's doing it in a way that he would regret she would regret and so he stops and I I thought that that was so progressive for a novel in 2000 and for the setting like that's just like that blew me away like I was truly expecting like you said dubious consent every every single time like it was coming up and I was genuinely surprised and like relieved that it wasn't um you know I I think too like the flashbacks of his injuries and stuff was just like that lent to the friends to lovers part of the story and um you know and the and their relationship as a whole because she's got these memories vivid in her mind and he's so horrifically injured yeah that he's going a little bit insane from the pain and the infection and all this other stuff so she doesn't expect him to remember all of these things but like you kind of get these little hints throughout like when she's singing he's like why do I know this song and yeah so I mean overall I really did enjoy this book I did not I did not expect to like it as much as I did just because I this is my first medieval like I've never read anything like this before and um Madeline Hunter is new to you right Yes. Yep. So I, I was pleasantly surprised. Now I'm curious about the rest of the series. Um, you know, <laughs> we've got plenty of other crap on our TBR right now, but this book and like, I had a hard time putting it down. Like I, yeah. I've told you, you guys fairly recently, like I felt like I lost my mojo and I feel like I was having a really hard time reading new books that, and like, they weren't it wasn't the story wasn't good. It was just like, I was like, I'm not here right now. This recaptured quite a bit of my interest because I do love smutty books and I do love the, you know, the sex on page, but this one made me like work for it and wait for it. And that was, that was just as rewarding (laughs) this time around for me at least. And I needed that because I was just kind of like, I'd been rereading books that I read and I knew how it was going to, how it's going to play out. And I felt comfort, but this challenged me in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, I really think that Madeline Hunter is an underrated HR author. People don't talk about her very much. And it's sort of funny. She's not really old school. She's not really new school romance. She's definitely right in between. Um, yeah. And if you're an old school romance reader, then you'll probably enjoy her quite a bit. She's along the lines of like Marsha Canham who is definitely the oldest school I read um but like Moira is a pretty new school character like she is fierce and she is feisty from page one and so I think this is a really nice like sort of bridge if -hmm. you want to try something more old school or if you're old school and looking for something sort of more new school um I found her through a totally different series and didn't know she had medievals but that this was her first published book is wild to me because this is quite the heck of a debut. Like, oh yeah, it is. It is a monster of a book. It comes in almost four hundred pages mm-hmm. of just the actual book. Um, and I am a little salty. There's no epilogue. Little salty, but yeah. I feel you see the, these characters later. But it's it's a hefty book, and I would definitely say that you have to work for it. 
like he yes. worked for the romance because there is a lot of political <clears throat> drama there's a lot of like period specific politics um but i do i yeah also you get to go to a joust like there were yeah. not enough jousts <laughs> yes i wanted more details from that but i was like this doesn't lend to the, it doesn't lend to the story so i get it but i was like now i kind of want to like go to medieval times or like you know? come on, run i want to watch a knight's tale um <laughs> oh yeah but- there were real knight's tale vibes at 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 points in this because they do like sort of ridiculous things at the tournament which yes. really is some medieval like yeah go for it nice the way yeah the way that they like parade in initially to try and get the attention of the king I was just like oh my god is this like okay Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger, slow your roll <laughs> yes it's just yeah it was it, I think I think this would be a really good book too for I don't think this would be a, necessarily the right thing to suggest to somebody who's never read romance before like this no. is this is too much to unpack yeah but I think if you're a fairly seasoned romance reader and you're not necessarily like you you stay in one in one circle all the time like I do a lot like I do like to branch out but I know it it is but this was totally out of like my normal like comfort zone my normal realm and I I really enjoyed it and I think I think if you're if you've been reading romance and you haven't dipped your toe into medieval, this is a really good kind yeah. of like balance of like you were saying something a little a tiny bit more modern than what you'd expect from an older school like medieval. Um, I feel like now that I've read this, I'm gonna have to go talk to Odette, a romance book junkie, and because she loves medieval like that's that is her shit right there like she all the time like if you look at her step back saturday post almost always medieval she loves it so now i'm just like okay where do it i go from here step back um and this mm. was it's a wild step back there's literally things on fire like it's just awesome um, and her and brian I, the, I, right? and I love her dress yeah yes um yeah it's a it's a solid yeah, yeah. It's good. And the cover is so tame, and then the step back is so intense. Yes, yes, agreed. Um, also, if you look at the, if you happen to have paper copies of these or want to look up the step backs, this this whole series has really amazing step backs. They're very, very pretty. But the second one really looks like a scene from Ghost. <laughs> and, I, and after Gigi said that, I can't unsee it, and it just makes me laugh really hard, but it's very good. Yes. And I mean, Ghost was out, so I mean, it has been out for a while, (laughs) so. Um, But I would definitely say I recommend this read. I do not recommend it as a first historical or a first romance, but I do recommend it for seasoned readers. Yes, I I, I completely agree. And if you have any questions also about um, any of the you know the the gory side of it or anything like that yeah. I mean the war stuff because it I mean it does get a little bit graphic just dm say to your eye and we can yeah. give you some more details on that um but there yeah. is no graphic sexual scenes uh no. like no no dangerous dubious consent none of that right none um, of that so. uh and there is some good twists that I don't want to spoil yes I yeah I, I know really I don't want to touch can't, that one we cannot talk about the ending and do any spoilers because that's another thing I was I was kind of surprised I'm not gonna I lie was, like I mean I was sort of not but also like oh no oh so <laughs> um, we're not gonna touch that one Mm-mm. so if Mm-mm. you do read this come talk to us so we could talk about that ending 
Yes. Yes. So uh, besides medievals, what are you reading right now, Lady Sadie? I am reading some Beverly Jenkins. I am mm. reading Tempest by Beverly Jenkins um, that comes before Wild Rain, which we read this summer, um, but also because we might be talking to someone soon and I want to be as prepared as possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally, that's totally fair. Yeah. What about you? I'm actually uh, starting the next book that we're talking about, um, which is called All Through the Night by Connie Brockway. So, I mean, we're just going to we're just going to continue to put Katie out of her comfort zone at this moment. And uh, so that's where I'm going next. For the record, I wasn't in charge of picking these books. Uh, We we agreed on these mutually. We did. We did. (laughs) Like months ago, it feels like. Um, but we will call out specifically Gigi, Gigi. who is Gigi mm-hmm. Reads Romance because know her. Uh, she is the keeper of anti-heroes, but mm-hmm. she also helped us find an anti-heroine, which we'll discuss. Why are those so unpopular? Ooh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining Lady Sadie and I. You can find us at Corset and Crown on Instagram or Sadie is Literary Illusions and I am Books to Katie. And like I said, next time we'll be discussing All Through the Night by Connie Brockway. Until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye, friends. <laughs>